What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Strictly MMA Talk Show. I got some sunlight coming through my window. You see that, Nate? Yeah, it's Why like a perfect line right down the middle of your face. It's like man. right in the center yeah. Yeah. of my This cannot yeah, something, be. Some, something you think that you would take care of before the show began? Well, you know, I opened up the window to get some natural lighting, and the sun was not doing that. But I don't know if you know this. The sun goes down at times. So I, okay. it changed. I'm not sure if the people know that. But all right, look, it's, it's James and Nate. We're back. We have a Jorge Masvidal fight week with Colby Covington, long-awaited friend-to-foe banger. Nate, first things first, how we doing, baby? We're doing well, man. We had a, we had a good weekend on the card, right? Nice. Not so great. People weren't that excited for it. Mahachev Green. Uh, I want to talk first of all, man. I just want to bring it right into the card last weekend, and then we can get into the the notes that you drew out. Is that cool? That's cool. Let's do it. Okay. I want to talk about the parlay buster that I think everybody got hit with. If you had to guess what my big parlay buster was on the main card this weekend, what what would what would it be? I don't know. Wellington tournament beating Misha Sirkinov by Oh Andrew. yeah, no shit. Oh yeah, I picked Misha. Yeah, I think I think everybody, I think everybody did Misha. Um and then the arm bar that made him tap instantly came in, destroyed a few things, but luckily uh we wavered the storm and we made it through, man. Um Mahachev I took him uh, by TKO or submission, whatever. And obviously that paid off pretty quickly. So uh, you know, I already said it. We're going to name drop it a couple more times, right? We're just going to say the name Islam Mahachev every now and then. Islam, we'll Mahachev. It in there. Islam Mahachev. Islam Mahachev. <laughs> in fact, that's the only thing we're going to say this up. We're not going to say any other words, just that. So if you're ready for about 42 and a half minutes of hearing the name Islam Mahachev. Yeah. If you're not interested in talking about Islam Mahachev, turn this off right now. You're <laughs> going to be, you're gonna, you're gonna be in for a, a boring ride if that's not what you're looking for out of this. Just go to Punchless, actually. They'll, they'll do everything <laughs> but talk about it. <laughs> First why. things, actually, Nate, what's that shirt you got on? What are we rocking over there? We're rocking the fun Mississippi State um, right. flannel. Not flannel, floral, excuse me. Um, authentic, right out of Starkville. Okay. This nice. is income um, on NCAAshop.com or wherever you would get some normal college merch. Okay. This is the real deal. All right. And we brought it out because, well, you know, it's a pay per view weekend, but a lot's going on. Like you said, the Mosvidal and Covington fight. I think you mentioned uh, the co main event is getting a little wiry. Uh, we've got some things to figure out. Big money, Kevin Holland. But we're going to get there. I don't want to get ahead of myself, man. We talked about the shirt, and that's just, you know, a little chain popping too because I'm ready. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm, Chest I'm looking out. forward to it. I'm, I'm excited for this weekend. I think that everyone listening should be as well, and I know you are. That's why, that's why we got the fur popping, baby. We're fresh out oh. of hibernation. Where are we? What are we looking like over there, guy? Dude, I saw, I saw Jorge rolling up in style. I saw him in the private jet. I saw him with that uh, that jumpsuit he had on. I think there was tigers on it or lions or something along that line. Do you see the one wheels they were riding in the? Uh, oh, I was about to bring that up. <laughs> they knew they got me with the one wheels. Those things look dope. I had to bring out the the fur coat because I had to pretend like I'm taking a private jet. But your boy flies coach as of right now. But that's all right. Look, 
it, I gotta say before we talk about everything, it, it's kind of it's kind of amazing to see some of these old clips of Jorge and Colby before they had any money. Yes, they're they're fighting each other. This isn't where they thought they'd be at in their careers. They thought they'd be riding together to the top, which in a way they kind of are. It's just at the opposing sides of the octagon now. However, it's crazy seeing those clips of when there looks like, you know, maybe like a one bedroom apartment, like pretty normal stuff. I mean, Jorge was sleeping in his car at one point. And then now Jorge's rolling in private jet. He's got all this money. He's got, he's got a, a tequila company, you know, and then you got Colby, who's just like the main model of bang. He's got gold chains on, it says chaos on it. He's got a big ass wrist piece. It's kind of insane to see everything come together. Like I said, not the way they wanted, but I mean, they're kind of at the top. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, there, there would definitely seem to be no shortage of cash around either of these two individuals. Um, like you said, Kobe is iced out to the max. Masvidal in his jumpsuits, robes, whatever, just, just, just wearing money. You know, they're getting paid for this. You know, it's, it's gotta be well, it, Jorge got, I'm pretty sure got a mill to fight Kamaro. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he did. I would imagine he's getting that to fight Colby as well. And Colby's probably getting him matched. I'm, I'm just yeah. guessing. I mean, I, I'm rooting for him. Like, I like, I like the whole storyline coming in here. Like, you know, calling each other thugs and punks. It's great. I like it. I like the showman side of it, man. And we're getting full of it. Press conference is going to be crazy. I haven't been this excited. Let's talk about that. I haven't been this excited for a press conference in a very long time. This press conference is going to be bananas. And expect Colby and Jorge to bring out some of the behind the scenes, you know, dirt that they have on one another. Because, you know, Jorge doesn't feel like he needs to do this stuff to sell pay-per-views, but Jorge's also not a bitch. So if Colby starts bringing out all that stuff because you know he's gonna he feels like he has to do those things to sell the pay-per-view so he's gonna bring out some stuff that maybe was personal between the two of them jorge will return the favor and maybe look for jorge trying to slap him up during the press conference if i'm the ufc i'm having security ready to go yeah yeah you're gonna need a little bit more than dana out there to uh make sure everyone's staying calm and collected no, you need a full SWAT team. Like I'm, I'm, I, I'm yeah. not trusting that at all. Like that's getting, that's going to get physical very quick. And it's just the two of them. Nobody else is part of that press conference. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You have Kevin Holland and Cowboy jawing each other. It's true. What do you like, Kevin? Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't need any of that. And then obviously, as we all know, which we'll get into in a second, um, Hafai Alfazeev test positive for COVID out of the co-main event, but it seems like the UFC is going to try to patch it up. But first, before we get into that, I've been seeing this question float around the internet. Nate, is the beef between Masvidal and Colby Covington legit, or are they are they putting on the best acting skills that I've ever seen two fighters put together to sell this pay-per-view up to a point that they're just trying to make a bag and they're going to go back to squashing it at the end? You know, it's tough, man, because they're at the end of the day, there's two guys that are going to get in there and they're going to punch each other in the face as hard as they can for 25 minutes. So before I say that I think that it's absolutely fake, let's remember, you're still going in and brawling. Like, that's not fake. 
do I think that the beef is maybe a smidge fabricated, over-exaggerated? I think so. I think there could definitely be some some fluff in there. I mean, do is there any proof? Uh, I've only heard the Jorge promo and the Kobe promo as far as Kobe not paying uh, when he got the not paying his coaches after he got the win purse. Do we have any other insight to back that claim up, or is it like has the coach come out and said anything on that topic? So let me answer that in a second. What's up, Denali? Oh, go ahead. You're fine. All right, I'm back. So that's edit. a good. We can edit. No problem, Denali. Yeah, yeah. So You're that's just a making good more work for James. Oh, blues in trouble. Oh. Oh boy. Oh boy. Bro, Blue's always fucking up. Oh, every time we're on the podcast, he gets in trouble. Poor dog. All right, look, great question. I haven't heard anything from the coach himself. I've heard Jorge talk about it. I've heard Colby talk about it. And then I heard Dan Lambert talk about it, um, owner over at American Top Team. Um, but he also is unsure of it because I guess that coach is a freelancer. You know, he's. He, he can just kind of bit bap around as he wants. And he helps train, he helped train Jorge, helped train Colby. But here's the thing. I feel like Jorge, not the type of dude to lie, right? Like, why would he make that I, up? I, I don't know either one of them personally. So it's hard for me to say True. whether one's a liar or not. Kobe, we could probably say tells, tells quite a bit of fibs. I, I would believe that. That would be. <laughs> I, would I don't even think he would be like, whoa, hang on, guys. Let's straighten this out. Uh, big fibber over there. I could just tell, but Jorge over there, you know, you want to, he kind of just seems like an honest straight shooting guy, but he's from the streets. man. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, it's I feel all, like he's know, not, he's, he's not he's one bullshit. Well, yeah. You don't have to ask. You can just go. Oh, you're going to be in it for a minute. Yeah. Like Jimmy's yeah. not editing that shit. Am I going to crop the back? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i'm saying like i feel like jorge jorge pretty straight shooter right like i feel like that's not something he would lie about colby on the other hand again we don't know them personally but if i had to pick if i have a gun to the back of my head and i'm picking who is going to lie first it's colby right is that a fair fair thing to say oh what is that what are you on top of the planet hold on yeah yeah let me just uh how did we do this wait (laughs) a second I'm just going to say, if, if Denali's got to get in and out from behind you, you know, we can, we can talk about this maybe in space. Choose a video filter. Hang on, everybody, hold on. That's uh, a virtual background, man. Virtual We're just background. now figuring out how to use Zoom. It's only been yeah, uh, I can put sunglasses six on. months. Video filters. I got the sunglasses on. It's not popping up. No, dude, your filters aren't working. You, you went too advanced. You have to stick to the background. Choose anyway. virtual background. See, Denali made this whole thing go off the rails. <laughs> Dude, where, where am I? Dude, the, the, the light is so you're like transparent. All right. <laughs> it's all right we work. back. We back. But all right, let's do a let's on a serious note. Let's do a deeper dive in Jorge Colby. Um, How does this fight play out? Nate, you want to start out? How does Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington play out in the eyes of most people right now? Well, I mean, in the eyes of most people, we would have to say, I think last time I checked, Colby was a minus 320 favorite. 
And if you go to Tapology, you've got 83% of the fan voters going for Mr. Kobe Covington. So it would appear uh, that people think, and uh, you know, maybe you said this before, and I'm just going to steal some of your words. Uh, he's going to be out wrestled. He's going to be out cardioed and he's going to be out volumed, but I'm just going to pass it back to you because I, Kobe Covington's getting in every parlay I'm doing this weekend. I don't care. The guy's winning. How See, is he going to do it? Take him down, ground and pound, knock him out on the feet. I don't care. Hit him with the pillow hands until the, you know, pointed out decision. Doesn't matter to me. Any of those three things, I'll take it all day. No problem. See, here's the thing. First of all, when you got Jorge at this big of an underdog, I feel like you got to throw a little bit of cash on him because Jorge, he'd always, he could put anybody's lights out at any given moment during the fight. Okay, so you're saying red alert, live dog is what we got. I say you got a live dog, 100%. Mm. Live and well. So we don't don't feel safe. Live, well, and hungry. Laying the minus 320, is that what you're talking? I should be on alert? I would throw, I, I, I would save some extra cash. I would save some extra cash for Jorge. I really would. Hmm. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go as far as Jorge going to get it done. I just wow. changed my mind. Wow. Jorge Things are escalating quickly. Night. Yeah. You know what? I don't give a fuck anymore. Jorge going to get this done. Okay. Wow. Like, here's the thing. Colby's going to come out. He's going to pressure relentless cardio wrestling. Just try to suffocate Jorge for 25 minutes. Jorge knows this. He knows this. He knows this is what the game plan. And he trained with Colby for years. And Colby always brags about, oh, when we trained together, I did this, I did that, and blah, 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 blah. That was years ago. That was years ago when he did that. You know, when's the last time he did that to Jorge? I mean, Jorge, you got to remember, is the guy that gave Kamar Usman trouble scoring takedowns in that first fight. Was Usman able to eventually get the takedowns? Sure. But was it an easy, easy concept? No. And Kamar Usman will tell you that himself. He said he's not an easy guy to take down. He says what's even more interesting is his stance. He stands straight up, almost like, like Muay Thai, like a, like a kickboxer. But he's so confident in his takedown defense that he can do that. And he's confident for a reason. Jorge Masvidal is the same guy that gave Damian Maya trouble trying to submit him. Damian Maya didn't have trouble submitting most people he fought when he, once he got a hold of you. You know, and you can argue, oh, well, Colby, Colby beat up Damian. He sure did. But styles make fights. Styles make fights. And here's another problem I have with Colby Covington. I'm going off. Colby gets hit a lot. So if he wants to stand and trade, it's not like he has flawless head movement. If he feels like standing and trading with you, shots are going to get through. Here's the thing. If Jorge's shots get through, they, they do damage. They hurt. And Colby's chin is not invincible. We've seen Colby get hurt before. He got hurt in the Kamara Usman in the first fight when he got finished. He got hurt by Kamara Usman in the second fight. His chin is not invincible. Obviously, neither is Jorge's. He's coming off of that fresh Obviously. knockout to Kamara Usman. Anybody can get knocked out. Right place, right time, right moment, right shot. I say you got a live dog. I say Jorge Masvidal gets this done inside of four. All right, man. You know, you threw out some numbers there. Let's let's talk numbers, okay? Kobe's got uh, – he's throwing 4.14 strikes per minute. He's absorbing 3.09. Very similar, like extremely similar. Jorge Masvidal's putting out 4.22, okay? 0.1 more. And he's absorbing 3.01. 0.08 less. So on the striking – as far as the numbers go, I'll give that to you. So you're telling me if they're if they're exchanging at a four to three ratio, 
you think Kobe's not going to be able to last as long in a punching match against Jorge Masvidal? You think the damage think is going to be too much for him? I think it is. Hmm. Okay. I think it is. All right. Anyway, I mean, what, what, what happens when Kobe gets it down to the ground? Is he not going to be able to control him? Is that what you're telling me? No, I think I think once he takes him down, I don't think Jorge's going to pop right up. But I also don't think he's just going to sit there. Like, I also don't think he's just going to accept it and lay on his back. Like, I don't think it's going to be an easy concept. And especially, and the thing with Jorge, too, is you have to, for the most part, try to score the takedown against the cage. Trying to take Jorge down on the center of the octagon is a, also a very difficult thing. Um, Kamar Usman even said that. Kamar Usman, who's a fantastic wrestler, said it's not easy to take Jorge down in the center of the cage. And... You know he's prepping for the takedown. You know he's setting up a knee. You know he's setting up a, an underhook or a, uh, an uppercut. You know he's setting something up because he knows the takedown's coming. I mean, he's with, he's with Mike Brown. He's with American Top Team. And, and that team knows Colby Covington better than anybody else does. I mean, he did keep Ben Askren from landing a single takedown against him. This is true. Quite Pretty quickly. impressive. Yeah. All right. You got anything else to say about that? Or should we get into the co-main event here? No, no. I, uh, I, uh, I was leaning pretty heavily Kobe, and I think I still am. I think I'm just going to disregard everything you just said. That's fine. We'll be back here on Monday. I'll be in a different kind of fur coat because I'll be cashing in mm. on that Jorge Masvidal underdog numbers. I'll be in the same shirt. Live, well, and hungry. <laughs> All right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Com- Co-main event, Rafael Dos Anjos um, finds out live while he's on the Ariel Hawani, the MMA hour, finds out Rafael Faziv, test positive for COVID-19, has to pull out of the fight. However, there is right no... There. Oh. Didn't even know they were still getting tested for COVID. You know, it's funny you say that. Neither did I, especially in Las Vegas. I did not know yeah. that was still going on. Here's the thing. I don't think vaccinated people are however i think he was more so from what i was seeing like already had symptoms like he he tweeted out or said on instagram or something that he was like in his hotel room with like a fever and stuff like he was like already feeling sick which is what occurred which once you're feeling sick i think you think you know you're like oh yeah yeah probably have yeah. okay all right keep going just had to stop you there no you're, not. you're good because i didn't know that either i was very shocked i was like when i saw he was out i was like how would he get injured like warming up like what the fuck happened um very disappointing i was really in- interested in seeing how that fight was going to play out but no shortage of names i even tried tagging bobby green in a post i said bobby <laughs> take a third fight in three weeks um i saw hanato moicano called him out and then surprisingly islam makachev said 170 let's go we have unfinished business nate what do we think about that oh you know we already we already described it didn't have too much of a workout in the main event this past weekend so fresh as can be for mr islam makachev light work of Bobby Green in the first couple of minutes. Does it make sense for him to jump right back in there? Absolutely. <clears throat> this fight was already supposed to happen once before, right? <clears throat> At least once. It before. was. Yeah, it was supposed to happen. I believe RDA had to pull out of the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the tweet? Um, 
RDA responded? I did, 165. 165. What's that all about? To be honest with you, I'm not entirely too sure. I don't know why. Maybe just because he doesn't want to um, give Islam too much advantage of not having to cut down too much weight uh, at 170, you know, because RDA is already in weight cutting mood mode. Like he was ready to go, like get down to 55 this week. And then now like Islam's had, you know, a week of hydration and eating and everything like that to get his energy back. So I think he was kind of thinking like, I'm just guessing here, but he's kind of thinking he's like, all right, we can meet at a catch weight, but no way I'm giving you 170. Like no way we're going up a weight class. Like after I've been putting in all this weight with diet and cutting and everything like that. Um, that's just my thoughts. But I'm with the fight. I'm with RDA is on Makachev. I'm with it. Like, why not? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I also kind of want to cut in here, man. Um, Makachev quote tweeted after the uh, Fiziev reporting out of the fight, and he tagged Brett Akamoto, ESPN, and MMA Junkie John. Yeah. There was the strictly love, dude. Dude, I know. Tag me in that tweet. I know. I know it. Islam, do we show Islam a bunch of love? More love than we should, honestly. No, I think it's going to coming. We're going to ride the coattails, man. If we, we are going to ride winning, um, There's going to be a lot more con. I'm just going to be honest with you. All I the YouTube you're going to see a shift. Yeah. Oh, dude, we're going we're gonna to international just like we're, we're coming up with all the international fans. If you're not from the U.S. and you're listening to this right now, what's up? All right. Leave a comment. Uh a lot of content coming out for you. How about that? Excellent. Yeah. Um, this is a win-win for Islam and RDA, I would say. Actually, just kind of RDA. Mm, uh, not just RDA. A win Islam, for RDA? Bear with me for a second. Okay, I'm going to sh- shut up. RDA, RDA's goal at this point in his career is to take on anything and anyone that gets him back to the strap. Who else better to take on than the guy everybody is talking about? Title shot next, winner of Gaethje Charles, winner of Gaethje Charles. Guess what? RDA, the former champ, back at 55, comes in there, takes out Lakachev. Boom. Who's next in line? RDA. Why not? Islam is over here claiming. Islam claims he should be in the title the title fight now. Like oh, He should. Or he he absolutely should. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming in now again. Do you, did you have enough time? Or should I no. back out a little bit more? Go ahead. Because you were it's great stuff. I don't want to, you know, keep coming at it. But you said who better for RDA to get him to keep going up? This is the worst guy. I don't know what you're talking about. This is the absolute if worst case scenario. Him, if he beats what Islam. What I would love to see what best fight odds has the fucking odds for this fight at. I'm sure he's think, I'm sure he's a minus six hundred. Yeah, of course. Of course he is. I mean, he was minus whatever for uh, the Oliveira fight. Like, what do you, what, what, no, it's terrible. RDA, if Fazeev's going to get him a title shot, I don't give a shit what Fazeev does. But if you're going to fight Fazeev in a week before Fazeev gets out, Islam comes in, that's terrible. That's like worst case scenario. What the fuck are you talking if about? Beats, I just trained. If he beats Islam. If that's what I don't care. We're talking about it's before. about risk. This is mixed martial arts. No, man, no. Right, this is the last push. You have to strategically get there. You can't just take on all comers and then get beat by this Islam. Is, this is, this, this, see you later. This could be a shortcut for RDA. Beating Islam. No. If, he, if he fights Fazeev, who's he going to have to fight next? Fucking Michael Chandler? Something everybody. Everybody. Yeah. I don't care if he beats Fazeev. You have to fight everyone. If he fights Islam and beats him, 
You don't have to fight everyone. I mean, sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, it, that's Think like saying, it. so you're telling me Sean O'Malley should go fight, um, shit, I don't know, Corey Sandhagen? No, this is a different point. Sean O'Malley's at the start of his career. RDA's at the end. RDA only has one more chance. So Sean O'Malley can do whatever he wants right now. RDA has to beat the top contender now to get to a title fight. And he's like, he, he, it's either win like your next three fights against really hard guys or fight probably the hardest guy, but beat them. Then you get your title shot. You think if RDA beats Islam, that's a title shot? Should be. No, dude. I want it. Why are why is everyone forgetting about fucking Benny Black Belt? He has a broken leg. He's gone for the next like three, four months at least. How many title fights are they going to schedule in the next three, four months? Leg broken. (laughs) His leg is broken. I love Benny. Also, Benny still has to win another fight, too. Benny's most recent win was over Tony. All time legend. Yeah, but Tony was riding a two-fight losing skid going into the fight. He was not a 12-fight win streak. Who did he lose to? Well, so Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, and now Benny. Those are all good guys, in my opinion. I'm not saying they're not, but I'm just saying, like, look, RDA should fight Islam. No. Should. You can't Otherwise, think of anyone to- else. Otherwise, he has to win like another three fights. Honato Moicano's not going to get him a title fight. That guy's not even ranked. Mm, Paul Felder wanted to step in. I That's cool, that. but he's retired. Like, yeah, that also doesn't I help his case. Don't want to watch that. We already saw it. Right. Yeah. No, this is like May Day scenario, man. Like, look, at any other point, RDA's career, if he was like 27 and they're like, hey, fight Islam now. No, fuck that. Why? But right now, what is he like? Thirty-five. He only has this. He's got. A, otherwise, it's, it's either beat Islam now or win your next three fights. Beat Islam Minimal. now or win your next three. Fights. Look at the top five of that division: Justin Poirier, Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje. Think he's beating any of those guys? It's a risk. I'm not saying you're not. I'm not saying you're not right. You're 100 correct. This is a horrible, stylistically tough fucking fight. But RDA has a chance to win it. He's got more of a chance than Bobby did. I mean, where's Michael Chandler? Michael Chandler's fighting Tony. When? It's not scheduled, but it's gonna. That's they're gonna fight. Mm. Okay, a little insider tip right there. They're going to fight. It's been talked about several times by like a bunch of media groups and everything. It's Dana White has briefly mentioned it. It's there. That's going to occur. They just haven't announced it yet. I also hate that fight, by the way. I hate that they're doing that. Yeah. No, I mean, Chandler's just going to beat the life, the, the last bit of life. Yeah. That's not looking too hot for, I love Tony, but like, I mean, I know Chandler lost his last fight, but it's not like he looked bad in it. Like, he, he fucking lit up Gaethje a couple times in that fight. Yeah, he was also fighting the dog of all dogs. Yeah. And he chose for a war in that fight. Like, he was just like, I don't give a fuck about win. Like, we're just going to go out there and swing. Yes. That's what they did. Style. Love yeah. it. All right. Look, moving forward. What the fuck else did I put, Nate? 
Now you got Islam Mahajan. Just more Islam shit. Islam Mahajan. I mean, you put on there, uh, regardless, I think this was before we had known that Fazeev was stepping out, um, but one of the notes that you did put down, has Islam Mahachev done enough for a title shot? So let's say, let's say Fazeev and RDA are fighting. Okay. We don't have to worry about any of this Islam RDA nonsense. Um, this doesn't happen. The next fight for Islam gets booked against um, Charles Oliveira. What's your reaction? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I know everyone's calling for a title shot. I don't know. It's 10 fights in a row. Let's just play devil's advocate here real quick. Let's hang on, hang on. Ready? Yeah. 10 fights in a row, but over who? Over whom? Hmm. Nate. You know, he hasn't fought any of the top five guys. He's fought any of them. Look at this. Ready? I pull him up. Islam. Sure, dog. Okay. So since 2015, he's won 10 fights in a row. Chris Wade, Nick Lentz, Clayson Tebow. Okay, he did beat Armin. Okay, but still. Davey Ramos, Drew Dober, Thiago Moises, Dan Hooker, Bobby Green. These last few are pretty notable wins, but, like, no one in the top five. Like, he hasn't fought a Dustin Poirier. He hasn't fought a Michael Chandler. He hasn't fought a Justin Gaethje. He hasn't fought a... Um, even a Tony Ferguson. Like, uh, can we, Dan Hooker? Can we throw some respect on Dan Hooker? I mean, what, what was Dan Hooker when he fought him? What was the ranking? I, I said that as respect. I said it was a notable win. Mm. All right, my bad. I guess I was just reading. I wasn't paying yeah. attention. Yeah, and Dan are we going to say, is Thiago Moises a tough fight or is Thiago Moises a tough fight? Thiago Moises is, is not an easy fight, for sure. I thought it was going to be a bit more competitive than it was. But again, still like Thiago Moises is another guy who is tough, but he also has not beat faced, Bobby Green. faced top five competition. Yeah, no, that's facts. It's just like tough for me when you have zero wins in the top five and you're calling for a title shot. But mm, I know, I know. But the thing, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to cut you off right here, man. Mm. I want to go through that. Oh, you got no, you got no wins in the top five. That's okay. Bobby Green, ground and pound. Round one. Dan Hooker, Kimura, round one. Diago Moises, rear naked choke. Round four. Okay. Took him a little bit of took him a little bit of time. Drew Dober, arm triangle choke, third round. Then before that, you got two decisions. All right, fine. Before that, arm bar, round one. Before that, knockout, round one. Like the guy's been since 2015. He has taken out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people by finish, two by decision. Seven years. What? Seven years of dominate. My guy hasn't lost in seven years. Give him a tough shot. I, I, I know. Like, it's just, I'm just saying, like, it's just interesting. But here's a, here's a fun fact to go against everything I'm saying here. Colby Covington hasn't beaten anybody in the top 10. Well, you know that? that? True? Let me fact no. check it real quick. Did not Ready? know that one. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's pretty interesting, man. I'll give that one to you. 
Look, um, or UFC rankings, excuse me. Yeah, like Colby, I, I still think his ranking is relevant, though, because, like, I mean, look at his fights with Kamar Usman. He's obviously very, very good. But I'm just saying it's just an interesting concept, the way they do the rankings in the UFC, because you want to pull up the welterweight division. Yeah, Colby at number one. Two is Gilbert Burns, never fought him. Leon Edwards, never fought him. Vicente Luque, never fought him. Bilal Muhammad, never fought him. Then you got Jorge at six, who he's about to fight. Steven Thompson, never fought him. Neil Magny, never fought him. Sean Brady, never fought him. Mike Chiesa, never fought him. Think that's some shit? Yeah. I don't think Jorge's fought or beaten any of those guys either. It's interesting. But Islam Makachev getting a title shot next, sure. You know, 10 fights in a row, I get it. The way he's doing it is dominant. But, like, I'm just saying, it is it just I, – I don't know. It's just – it just holds more purpose of why – a reason why the rankings don't matter to that extent. I mean, because if you're doing it rankings-wise, like, he shouldn't be getting a title shot, correct? Oh, dude, rankings. Don't give you a shit. Kind of throw them out the window. They don't no, really fucking matter. Useless, very useless. Like shit like that. I mean, I mean, oh my god! Like, uh, <laughs> I saw Connor was at Bellator and he did an interview and he was like, "Oh, if I'm Charles Oliveira, maybe wait a couple more months. I'll be ready in July." And uh, everyone in the comments goes, "Yo, Justin Gaethje about to start restart his riot <laughs> if Connor gets slid in because I don't think that's official yet. Like, I don't know if it's signed and everything. Gaethje and Charles." Supposed to happen in May, but they need a venue. James, man, one of these days, one of these days, we're going to make it through a full episode without you bringing up Conor McGregor. Not my fault. Media's always posting them. Every day, every day I go on, people post, post stuff about them. I have to talk about it. Fair. Look. Sometimes there's things I want to talk about. Some things there's, there's things I don't want to talk about. But if the media is posting it, we have to talk about it. That's no, just the listen, way it goes. It, this, is your, this is your show, Free Reign. But I just want you to know, as a guy who claims he never brings up McGregor, doesn't love him. I've never said I don't bring him up. I bring him up. You bring him up every time. I bring him up as much as, every as, time. as I feel. <laughs> Dude just talks shit. I think he's talking yeah. shit to me. That's what I have a feel. He just knows I'm watching. <laughs> He's just like, oh, what can James? I say? To, what can I say to piss James off today? <laughs> um, nice. Actually, on a real note, on a positive note, I actually think there's a lot of fun fights for him if he does want to come back. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I do feel that way. For who? For Connor. Oh, God. There's fun fights for him. Oh, let's talk about it. You could fight the winner of Michael Chandler and Tony. Uh, don't care. Or he could, uh, or just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is just going to be an ongoing joke. I think every episode I'm just going to fight away. Like, yo, did you hear Connor uh, took a took yeah. a shit today? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say my exact words. We're going to be took a shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he took it in his third bathroom in his second <laughs> house. Nice. Nice. Um, 
<laughs> into some garbage time here. Did you see that Bryce Mitchell interview on uh, the MMA Hour? So I didn't, man, but go go into it. I saw the embedded, loved every second that Bryce Mitchell was on my TV, but hit me. What happened on the MMA Hour? Um, so he goes on the MMA Hour. And look, I'm still a fan of Bryce Mitchell and everything. Personally, I wouldn't have done this. This is me. Everyone's different. Uh, he goes on the MMA hour and Hawani's like, Bryce, hello. How are you, Mr. Thug Nasty? You know, how he fucking talks. You know, how are we doing? And Bryce is like, I'm doing good, Ariel, but I thought we could do something different today with your permission. I want to interview you. And Ariel's like, oh, yeah, okay. Just, I, just don't, don't say anything like offensive or anything. He's like, no, 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 I won't. And then he starts bringing up like gun control and uh at uh public shootings and and uh covid and, and and all this stuff and to talk about canada and australia and how what they're doing is wrong and blah blah he's just like i want to use your platform today to talk about this and i'm just watching it i was like guess who's never allowed back on that mma hour <laughs> yeah and ariel just let it happen yeah, he, he, he rolled with it well. I mean, like, what was he supposed to do, right? Like, hang up on him? He can't be doing that. You're um, supposed to be, hey, Bryce, fucker. <clears throat> I'm the interviewer. Yeah. You're the interviewee. This is what we agreed upon. You don't just get to hijack my show just like this, right? That's not what you do. That's not what you there, do. there was, like, a lot more he said, but I'm, I know YouTube censors some stuff if you say it in the video, so I'm, I'm trying not to say it. Hmm. Um, oh. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they'll censor some stuff if you say too many things combined inside. Yeah, yeah, all this other shit. Mm. So, but watch the Grape. interview after this. No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. It's more so about I'll say it when we're not recording. Fair, but, fair. We'll move on. Yeah, yeah, but give it, a, give it a watch when you when you get the chance. Um, on a brighter note, since we have a little bit more time, Bryce Mitchell and Ezra Barbosa is, is a fun fight. However, I feel bad for Barbosa because I feel like they match him with a lot of people with very, very strong grappling. And as we know, Edson Barbosa's biggest weak point is uh, not being able to sprawl too well. Yeah, no. Uh, let me see if I, no. Percent's going with Mr. Bryce Mitchell. How many? 61%. Takes the last time they're gonna say. I mean, I get it. The fans are behind Bryce Mitchell. I think he's going to be able to get it done. But Edson's just so fast. That's the thing, right? Like, Edson is so fast. And if he can get those kicks out fast enough before getting taken down, like, I don't really know where Bryce's chin is at. I don't think he's ever fought anybody that hits this hard. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, he's a minus 155 favorite. Fan votes are on him. That's fine. Edson's kind of on a little skid, right? A little small one. Um, he lost to Giga. Yeah, before that. Before that, I believe he beat Shane Burgos. Oh, you'd be correct. And then he beat yeah. uh, Maquan Arm Amir, Amir Khani. There we go. But then he lost to Danny Gay, Paul Felder, and Justin Gaethje before that. I thought he beat Danny Gay. That decision tough was one. tough. It's a tough yeah. one, yeah. Got anything left in garbage time here? Oh, fuck. <clears throat> Hamza Tramayev, Gilbert Burns. Was that announced? It's going down April 9th, UFC 273. 
Wow. Where's that? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. I'm very excited for this one. Yeah, that's very fun. Very fun. This is if Hamzat goes in there and absolutely dominates Gilbert Burns, he is he's not just a hype train anymore. Fair. That's very fair. But I mean, right, Gilbert Burns is what, number three? Number two? Yeah. Number two or three. I think he's two, actually. Yeah. No, that's great. I love that, man. Quick jump to the top. Let you know if he's for real, real quick. Here's the thing, too. He said after after he fights uh, Gilbert Burns, you know, as long as all goes well and he beats him, he wants to fight the winner of Colby and Jorge. Sure. Yeah, that's a good money fight. Dude, Hamza doing it right, man. Hamza doing it right. I'm excited for that one. Is it April 9th? April 9th, I believe. Or April 7th or something. Yeah, no, there's a card, UFC 273. It's not up there yet. You got Rosenstroik and Marcin Toibora throwing down. Yep. And Volk and Korean Zombie. Yeah. That's that one. That's a headliner. Okay. Damn, that was supposed to be Vulcan Max 3. Yeah, April 9th, UFC 273. Imagine if they're coming that. Oh, Nate, got anything else over there? No, no. I think I, I'm going to take Greg Hardy over Spivak. I am as well. I saw he's an underdog, too. Plus 170 guy. Yeah, I think you'd hammer some money on uh, Greg Hardy there. Yeah, and Kevin Holland as well, right? That's free money. Is he underdog? No, no. He's almost three to one favorite, but as a part oh, of the okay. piece. Oh, Kevin yeah, Holland, yeah, sure. no way he's losing now, Alex Oliveira. I don't think he does either. Zero percent chance, I'm honestly. Especially if Oliveira wants to strike, I think Kevin Holland can strike very well with him, so I'm not too worried about that one. No, me neither. Um, who else you throw in that parlay real quick? What do you got? All right, you got Greg Hardy, Kevin Holland. I mean, if we were just to rip through it, a foolproof one is going to be Umar Nurmagomedov. Yeah, easy. Uh, Justin easy. Jacoby over Olin Jacek. Yeah. You know, I really want to pick the Dirty Bird against Ulan Bankov, but we're going to skip that one because, you know, I'm just not sure. I'm tempted to pick Kennedy in Chekwu as well. Um, but I'm yep. not going to. He got murked in his last fight. Did pretty he? Pretty quickly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I thought his last fight was against Izzy's boy. No, that was a fight He had before. one after? Ooh. Yeah, he had one after, and he got finished yeah. first round, I believe. All right, so we're fading that fight. I'm always tempted to bet against Jamie Malarkey. Always, for some reason, something about something about him. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to skip that one again. Uh, Marina Rodriguez over Jean and Jan. I would pick Marina. I think so, too. So I'm going to throw her in there. Greg Hardy against Survey Spivak. We're going to sprinkle that one. I can't believe Greg Hardy's an underdog in that fight. Yeah, yeah. He's going to knock Spivak out. Like, I would imagine so. Spivak's got got uh, grappling but like he's not gonna shoot like a traditional double or anything he's gonna try to like clinch up with greg which i think greg's just gonna land like a huge fucking shot when he tries to do that yeah yeah when the odds come out i think i'm gonna sprinkle in a, a hardy by tko there but for now we're just gonna take him we're gonna go kevin holland edson barboza and bryce mitchell I, uh, 
If he's feeling risky, Bill Edson, but I feel like Bryce is going to beat him. All right, we're going to skip that one. Bryce not a that's dumb a good, fighter. That's a good fight. It's a good I just don't want to pick him. And then I'm picking Kobe at minus 320. That's a plus yeah. 1,075 parlay. We're talking... Hundred bucks to win one thousand one hundred and seventy-five dollars. Let's go. You need Umar, Normagomedov, Dustin Jacoby, Marina Rodriguez, Greg Hardy, Kevin Holland, and Kobe Covington. Dude, it's that's a good parlay. I don't hate it at all. I think that is yeah. a very good chance. You know what? Yeah, I'm throwing two parlays this weekend. Well, okay. Throwing two. Maybe I'll even go for the big one. Maybe I'll try to get every single fight right. Why not? I do every card. I get every fight right. Yeah. That's right. I haven't lost one yet. It's where the coat came mm-hmm. from, cuz. Mm-hmm. True. It's real. All right, everybody. I'm ahead of the gym. Nate's probably going to go to bed. You know, time different shit. But Definitely am. Thank you for listening. Tune into the press conference this weekend. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Uh, Nate, we're going to go live on Saturday. We're going to bring it back. We'll go live. People have been looking hey, for it. I like it. I can do it. So we'll be live hour before. Look out for that. And uh, enjoy your week.